Yeah, we don't want to do anything to scare your children. That's the last thing we want to do. We don't want to scare anybody. Leftover. This is Arjun. And I'm Connor. And we are joined this week by a returning guest once again and very close friend of the pod. It is Sinankos, who you all know, I'm sure. Uh, welcome back. Thanks thanks a lot for joining us. Good to have you on. Yeah, thanks for having me. I'm glad to be back, especially for this. <laughs> this is this is my bread and butter, so I'm excited <laughs> for this sort of thing. <laughs> I mean, that's the thing. I mean, uh, since, uh, uh, you know, happenings in British politics seem to be heating up, it seemed like it, we were due a little uh, to, to, to touch base once again, you know, with, uh, with the cursed island. Uh, and who better to do that with than with Sinan, right? Uh, I mean, someone who is very, very invested in the goings-on <laughs> of, of the, <laughs> the very cursed goings-on <laughs> of, this, uh, of this place. A chronicle, um, if you will. Of the, of the cursed <laughs> indeed, island. Indeed, I, ju- indeed. I just I, mean, so- did, I just did the whole video about how fucked the islands are. So, <laughs> <laughs> you know. I mean, I mean, someone has to be. You know, in, in Elden Ring, there's this character called a uh, brother Corin, who's also spelled brother C O R H Y N. And every time I see it, especially because H even looks a bit like a B. Like I, I really read brother Corbin every single time. Anyway, like he's like this religious zealot, and like his. His whole thing is that he he has to be the scribe, you know. Like so someone has to be the scribe yeah. for all of this stuff, you know. So um, yeah. yeah, exactly. It's it's we need we need people like you, Sanan. I accept the role, even though it's painful. <laughs> it's a burden. It's a burden. Mm. Uh, but yeah, I mean, obviously, um, uh, well, uh, most recently, of course. I mean, before we get to the real juicy stuff, I mean, the the local elections have happened, of course, and uh, they were. I would say largely underwhelming from all sides, right? I mean, uh, yeah. the the like the Tories lost a shitload of seats, which was kind of expected given their general place at the, in 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 the sort of public opinion at the moment. Uh, they lost nearly five hundred council seats across the country, um, but yeah, I mean, other than like a couple of interesting uh, results, sort of up and down the country, it was I don't know, like. It definitely wasn't a good night for Labour by any means. No, no, not really. Even though like, they said it was, it wasn't. <laughs> there was there was this whole thing about someone had come up, I think, a bit mischievously with a projection that suggested Labour would gain eight hundred seats, <laughs> and it was a completely insane projection. But also very funny that the BBC picked up on it and were confronting Labour, like the Labour people they had on during the night with this eight hundred seat figure. <laughs> just they were just sitting there like, who said eight hundred seats? I didn't say eight hundred seats. That's the new one billion trees. Yeah, it's the new 20 points ahead. 800 seats, that's what we want. Exactly. Any any other leader would be 800 seats ahead. That's it, yeah. There's also this great, like, Schrodinger's Corbin that was going on. Because at, at, at once we were told, like, Actually, Jeremy Corbyn is the worst leader in the history of the world. But also, he yeah. did too well in 2018 for us to legitimately improve upon it. 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. And yeah so I'm exactly. just like, which one is it? I don't understand. I'm, actually, <laughs> I'm really confused by this messaging. And 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 they were getting their excuses out early, and like Britain elects, which is supposed to be like some sort of <laughs> impartial. Like I mean, it's obviously it's run by the New Statesman, so it's like you know, it's it's uh, it's 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 obviously not impartial, even if it can, even if it pretends to be. Yeah. But like it, it's putting out these like statements before the election, saying like, oh, just just a reminder, you know, we are comparing the results against 2018. You know, we we have to see sort of how far we've come since 2019 if we actually want to compare. You know, and it's like. Guys, yeah. just <laughs> have some fucking self-respect. That 2019 <laughs> assumption was annoying too, because their, yeah. the, their whole assumption is Labour had the red wall in 2018. So yeah. therefore, and even regressing slightly in these seats is technically gaining from 2019. Mm. The yeah. thing is, I'm not sure you can say Labour had the red wall in 2018, because we don't know. There wasn't a general election. We didn't, yeah. you know, the electorate for local elections is different from mm -hmm. general totally. elections i yeah. it's such a weird compare like don't compare it to 2019 local elections they don't even like there's the thing is they're not even taking the obvious line which is very easy and pro labor which is local elections are low turnout low turnout means wealthier voters turn out older voters mm. turn out mm. that's more exactly. you know spun towards the tories yeah. easy exactly. easy easy spin no need to bring Jeremy Corbyn into it or anyone like that. You don't have yeah. to remind people that he exists because they get super confused. They're talking about Long Corbyn. They're the ones who keep bringing him up and reminding the electorate exactly. of him. And, exactly. And if your entire political thesis is having Jeremy Corbyn be the media protagonist means Labour loses, well, I got bad news about what's going to happen in 2024 at this point. <laughs> yeah. I mean... Uh... Like, like the thing is, this this Schrodinger's Corbyn thing is happening in in, a, in another way as well because, like, on the one hand, Corbyn is seen to be yeah, like long Corbyn and like the effect of of Corbyn even like two and a half years on from when he stepped down, um, they're they're still sort of toxic to the to the image of the party supposedly. But on the other hand, supposedly Keir Starmer is making all these gains in in public opinion because he is not Jeremy Corbyn, you know, because yeah. he is he has purged the party of Corbyn and of the left. Um, and like, I mean, again, which, which one is it? You know, like it can't be both, right? Like it can't be that like Corbyn is Corbyn's toxic legacy is still what's bringing the party down, even though like that's supposedly getting rid of that is like what's actually making you pole ahead. <laughs> it's, like the only thing that's like, that's making Labour pole ahead is just how disastrous the Tories have been. Like that's pretty much entirely yeah. yeah yeah the tories have very loudly shat their pants basically <laughs> and labor went about a few weeks without doing that i think yeah but uh i don't know if that lasted who's to say i don't know how, how long that lasted for but well you know th this is the th this is the thing right like at the start of the year it seemed very much like uh the direction that Labour seemed to be at least like their strategy seemed very much to be okay. We are going to push the party gate stuff. Like that is going mm. to be the crux of our of our whole project at the moment is to kind of use the a supposed moral imperative to Boris Johnson. You know, like I mean, yeah. who, who is like the, the 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 person least likely to give a shit about any of this stuff to to step down because of his allegations of breaking uh, lockdown rules uh, during Christmas. That was before what well, Boris Johnson called called him <laughs> a non-defender. <Yeah. laughs> and then that 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 dominated the, the headlines until then until then Russia invaded Ukraine and then that became yeah. like the only 
news topic for about a month. <laughs> and, yeah. and yeah, fair enough. To be fair, <laughs> you know that would not no abs- the headlines. Ab- you know, ab- absolutely, absolutely. And like that is that is it's it's totally like normal that that that, that happened. But I'm saying that like uh, Johnson seemed like quite poised to actually ride out this wave. You know, like a, mm. of, of uh, you know like the the, the whole. Partygate scandal, which was um, which was hanging over his head. Oh, absolutely! Um, like Boris Johnson worked out the one trick, which is that he simply said no. <laughs> like, <laughs> he, he learned from Jeremy Corbyn this one trick, which is to say no when people insist you resign, yeah. and then and then our entire like journalist class and political class don't know what to do. In fact, yeah. Richard, in fact, in, up in Scotland in Scottish Labour, Richard Leonard just said no when his party demanded he resigned, and then he chose to resign yeah. a few weeks later anyway, so, <laughs> basically saying no, I'm going to go when I want. So yeah, 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 yeah. Um, and, and, and that's the thing. And that was up, up until, um, I think it was in March that, um, let me look at the actual timeline again. Uh, it was in, um, in April that, uh, Boris Johnson and Rishi Sunak were actually given fixed penalty notices for, uh, lockdown breaches. Um, and right around that time, so like there had been this video, which was circulating <laughs> from last year from the time of the Hartlepool by-election when uh, Keir Starmer was in Durham campaigning mm. mm-hmm. and he was seen in this party headquarters um, <laughs> like drinking drinking a beer <laughs> eating a curry <laughs> it's, it's so embarrassing it's such a small time scandal this is the thing exactly it's just, yeah it's, it's such it's a so, sign the of pettiness the pettiness of it honestly it's such that a is, sign is, of Britain's decay from imperial exactly. hegemon isn't it like it's just but it's it's, um, it's almost like when you base your only attack line on the um the main party in power on oh you did a naughty thing during lockdown they should have you know <laughs> um, tried to wipe that little factoid <laughs> or maybe you know went after something else because like he must have known it was going to come back to bite him in the ass i can't believe he's that stupid i know he's stupid but like it was such think, a minor I think, thing i think hmm. he assumed that like the intent of the law as written would yeah. mean that like but there's a difference between you know, the intent of the law say, you know, when you're not the leader of the Labour Party and when you mm. are the leader of the Labour Party, you make a big exactly. deal about rule breaking. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> if, if, if it came out that I had had a beer and a curry with my mates, you know, at 10pm round one of their houses, <laughs> no, would throw, shit, yeah. whenever that was, you know, during the Hartlepool by-election. It's kind of like, I just come out and be like, yeah, I did that. Sorry about it, you know. But yeah. I wanted to really have this really bad curry and really inappropriate beer to have with a curry. Because as far as I could tell, he did not pair it well at all. No. So what can you expect from a man like Keir Starmer? It makes, me won- it makes me wonder how spicy he has his curry. It must not be spicy at all. <laughs> I mean, I mean, the, the, I mean, like the, the the Korma allegations were were going around, and it felt like it was definitely part of the bit. Like it's just, like, I like, much, I, I like, like a part Korma, of that. That, that you know, <laughs> he, actually stri- he actually strikes me as the kind of guy who deliberately gets something way too hot to try and, yeah. <laughs> and then gets really, really red in the face. Yeah, that's, 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 the like, that's yeah. why he looks like that. That's, that's exactly. It. He's exactly. eating very hot curries. Exactly. That's the thing. I'm open to the fact that I cannot handle spice, so I'll always have a corner like 
I am open to that fact. (laughs) (laughs) I will never pretend to eat spice for anyone. I'm kind of like comfortably in the middle in the spice range. I don't. I don't want to. I don't want to like start sweating at the dinner table with my No, you're not going to get a vindaloo. Let's. Uh, Yeah, fair enough. Sometimes it. Sometimes depends. That's that's if I'm feeling really brave and I like the place a lot. Like if I like a place, I will get a vindaloo, but. You know. Well, this is the thing. I mean, if, if we are, like in terms of the actual timeline of events, right? So like this video was taken in Durham um, of Keir Starmer drinking a beer and, and eating a curry. Mm. Uh, the, the the content of which curry still remains a mystery. <laughs> uh, <laughs> can only be a, a matter of speculation. Uh, and and uh, kind of right away, it circulated on, on social media and the sun ran, um, uh, ran a story on it. And it didn't really go very far because it's, yeah, it is a pretty minor fucking thing. You know, it's not really, um, and, and that's the thing. That's, that's why it's always co- uh, context dependent because six months later, you know, when he's made the main line of attack, you know, a, a, a matter of hypocrisy mm. and sort of, you know, moral imperative, yeah. uh, mm-hmm. on, on particularly on lockdown breaches, then obviously this is going to become uh, a, a major story. And then, then obviously, you know, like the, uh, the the Daily Mail and the Sun and whatnot they're going to run with it and that's mm. precisely what they did um, and uh, at that point the Durham Constabulary they they uh, said that they'd looked at the footage and they said that they it was it was in line with the guidance but then uh, right after Sunak and um, and Johnson were given their fixed penalty notices they started running even more stories and obviously pretty trumped up but mm. like it's it's gotten to like a really ridiculous state right now where you have like John Rental saying you know all the people that uh Keir Starmer was supposedly in that um in that meeting with they've all left the party you know what they say about witnesses all disappearing <laughs> like they, like the the, the 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 melt conspiracies are like going into like full overdrive at this point right um and um yeah i mean it's just uh a really bizarre situation. <laughs> I mean, it's entirely plausible that someone would have gradually started feeding this to the right wing. I mean, he- heaven forfend that someone in the Labour Party start feeding negative information to a right wing newspaper. <laughs> I mean, absolutely unbelievable. I, I you know, <laughs> I've never seen this happen before. Like, not in the last, like, not in the last five years. You know, never seen the Labour Party briefing against its own party. Yeah, and uh, <laughs> and I've seen people do take the line that it was bad when they did it, and it's bad when you. You know the left do it, and I simply say that the center right of the Labour Party are evil, and therefore it's all good. You know, <laughs> that's I, I simply say different things are different, and undermining the right wing project is actually good. Yeah, so, <laughs> sorry, and I'm, I'm open enough to admit that. You know, just I'm uh, m- much I mean, more honest in the Labour right in that regard. Yeah, I mean th- that that's the thing. I mean, uh, supposedly, like Keir Starmer has in trying to kind of like put Boris Johnson in this like 4D chess checkmate scenario where like now because of these new articles the Durham Constabulary have reopened their investigation because they have supposedly received significant new information um and Keir Starmer has had to come out and say well of course if we receive a, if if I receive a, a fixed penalty notice then I'm going to step down um <laughs> he's, and he's uh, done this knowing that Durham police yeah. do not do retros- retroactive Finings. Yeah. So yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. You know. So he's not he's not going to receive one, and this is like he's he's trying to sort of like put his um, you know, put himself out there. But uh, but but ultimately, I think someone was saying it on Twitter as well. Like 
at the end of the day, it, look, the, the public won't really care about the details of the um, of of the case anyway. You know, like they will mm. just see it as Keir Starmer did this and also got away with yeah yeah breaking the rules. Yeah, Same I don't, I don't Johnson. think. Yeah, I don't think it's a winning line to be like, uh, you know, if I can get away with breaking the rules, yeah. therefore it's all fine and I will continue <laughs> having had my, well, I don't even know what her position is. She's like the shadow leveling up minister now or whatever. Lisa Nandy go out and call me Mr. Rules on the fucking news, <laughs> which of course immediately meant that I had oh to, ed- I had to doctor a drill tweet. Immediately having seen the Mr. Rules look up the thing. So, what are these Um, people doing? This is what I don't understand about this Mr. Rules shit. It's just insane. I mean, it would just undoubtedly, it would would just undoubtedly be the funniest way for Keir Starmer to go as well. If, if like, if he does have to step down, I mean, it, it, it won't be because he receives a fixed penalty notice, but in the wake of this whole bullshit, because it just seems to be spiraling out of his yeah. control, and like, yeah. and 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 the media, like, basically, what they realize now is that, like, when the media actually do decide to turn their turn their crosshairs on you, you're fucked. Yeah, you're, oh, you have no chance. Ed, you have no Ed, fucking Ed, chance. Ed Miliband got sunk <laughs> for eating a bacon sandwich. <laughs> yeah, like the th- the thing is, their entire media strategy seems to have been basically, what if we did the deal with the devil that Blair did? And then mm. we end up with, you know, the sun says, give change a chance. We're voting for Keith, you know, mm-hmm. yeah, whatever, you know, whatever. That seemed to be their plan, which is basically just cargo cult <laughs> bullshit at yeah. this point. But that seems to be their plan. But they didn't have a plan B, which, which strikes me as a really stupid thing not to have when mm. you're dealing with I mean, yeah, a I press mean, that's as, you... you know, vicious as the, and as trivial as the British press, you know? Yeah. Exactly. I mean, like, you've, you've got... Um... You've got Keir Starmer writing articles in the sun, you know, like, didn't he give an interview for the Daily Mail as well? And like, you know, he's doing this to clearly try to curry their favor. Yeah, he's trying to he's trying to do the thing. So I'm writing a script at the moment uh, for a for a video on client journalism. And he's trying to make them his client without realizing because he's giving them access and all these lovely things and that's one of the dynamics at play in client journalism is by giving access and threatening to withhold access you can sort of make them report on you favorably the problem is they don't give a shit about Keir Starmer and having access of course not like because who like I don't even think the mirror give a shit about having access to him mostly because they know they own him basically so like like that I mean Labour's basic strategy has been to try to, and this is why they've kind of gone along with almost everything that the Tories have done so far, uh, particularly in their handling of, of, of COVID, for example. But like, I mean, other things as well. Um, uh, and like whipping to abstain on like these bills of like major human rights violations, for example. Um, and uh, by basically showing that they're not Jeremy Corbyn and and, and that's pretty much the crux of it right but um by by doing that by by trying to be like the tories i mean you're never gonna out tory the tories right and like they're they're always gonna like when it when it when push comes to shove and when it comes to like the actual vested interests of the state and of like the institutions of the media i mean obviously they would much rather still have the tories in charge like even if it's a question of of um you know uh, of of optics of like you know um 
which I think it was the case with like New Labour, um, you know, and when they managed to get the Sun's backing, for example. But like, yeah, I mean, because because I think that by that point, the the, the Conservatives had like basically become like too long incumbent in power and just too toxic, too toxic of a brand uh, as well. Um, but uh, yeah, I mean, at this point, I mean, he's insane if he thinks that like that that Labour actually have any any chance going into twenty twenty four, especially like when when they can pull shit like this i mean he's received a fraction of the scrutiny of the fucking bile that that corbyn received from the press and like this like if nothing else like the whole this whole beer gate shit has like shown that like when they decide to turn it on yeah like he doesn't stand a fucking chance and also like it has backfired for him outside of london because of the local elections you know the lib dems took most of the results outside of london that weren't tory seats so it's like yeah. his kind yeah. of centrism kind of we're not corbyn politics backfired because those sort of people are like, well, we're just going to vote for the Lib Dems because we didn't like Labour the last fucking five years and we're already voting for the Lib Dems. <laughs> it's, it's also worth noting that Labour councils outside of London are typically very poorly run. Yeah. Like, yeah. They are not well-run councils. There are a couple, you know, there's Salford, there's Preston, they're, you know, don't, they're notable in the fact that they are exceptions to this rule and actually mm, that they yeah. didn't retreat significantly from their previous positions in terms of seats. But like Hull went to the Lib Dems, which yeah. is yeah. fucking incredible uh, to me to think that there's any sort of <laughs> Lib Dem presence in Hull having visited the city. Like just incredible how fucking shit Labour. I mean, and it's not and it's also not just in in outside of London, even in London they didn't do especially mm. well. They seem yeah. to have hollowed themselves out in a couple of places quite badly. Mm. They got three sort of notable victories in London, which were Barnet, uh, Wandsworth, and Westminster. But other than that, yeah, I mean, again, like it was like Tower Hamlets. Obviously, was like the big result, which mm. which seemed to piss off all the worst people. Yeah, uh, I've, and, I've seen a lot um, of a lot of bad discourse around that one. Where yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. People are like, "Oh, he's not really a socialist." And I'm like, "That's not really the point of why he got elected." To be fair, I don't yeah. think. Like, yeah, I mean, I think that's that's mostly because like uh, Jacobin ran an article written yes. by him yeah. saying, "I'm a socialist and I won," and and, and like, I mean, it is like incredibly I, I'm, funny that they ran that as well. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> like just just to piss off the worst people, I do give them credit for that. <laughs> like. I'm not sure, like, at the end of the day, like, I'm not sure how much I genuinely do support this guy. Um, I, I, I will personally admit as well that I don't know an enormous amount about the case, but the few things that I do know are enough to kind of make me sort of hesitant. Mm. Um, but yeah, um, what yeah, were you going to say, Sanan? I was going to say, it's very much like a critical support position in that he's clearly fucked yeah. over the Labour Party in a place that they feel entitled <laughs> to the vote of certain people yeah. and refuse to represent those people properly. So, you know, and 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 that's just the way the Labour Party is at local level and at national mm. level in some of these places as well. Yeah, do you know what one of the reasons was that he, um, one of the things he was found liable for and was one of the reasons that that election got sort of invalidated the first time was that he apparently 
he had exaggerated the nature of the racist comments of the um, yeah, of yeah, his yeah, opponent, yeah, yeah, yeah. and that meant yeah. the entire election had to be rerun, which is interesting. Yeah. Actually, yeah. I don't know why I find it yeah, yeah, so yeah. interesting, but I do yeah. find it interesting. Yeah, um, yeah. And I mean, like the electoral commission for for that as well was like he himself has some like really dodgy history of like racist comments and 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 so on as well and uh yeah so yeah obviously like the whole situation is a fucking mess and um uh and and yeah it pissed off all the worst people once uh once he was re-elected as the mayor of tower hamlets yeah and you know boiling that piss you know <laughs> what can you what can you say other than well done i guess yeah you know, exactly like it was it was a it was a crushing swing at the council level as well it was something like a 16% swing towards yeah, his party yeah, that yeah, he yeah, set yeah. up and they they took 24 they gained more seats in tower hamlets alone than labor did in the entire entirety of england Oof, yeah, 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 fair. exactly. I would be a bit embarrassed by. Yeah, this is it. Considering those seats came almost entirely directly at Labour's expense. One was at the Tories' expense, mm-hmm. and the yeah. rest were at Labour's. So yeah, Labour only gained twenty-two seats across the whole of England. Yeah, uh, oh, and uh, and and Aspire, which is Luther Rahman's party, gained twenty-four in Tower Hamlets. Uh, so um yeah i mean that's once again a pretty underwhelming showing and and obviously the other sort of big story of the local elections was the fact that Sinn Fein now has the biggest yep um yeah. biggest share of the votes in northern ireland um which has led many to you know reinstigate discussion about possibility of of an irish reunification i mean are we going to see that in our lifetimes the irish reunification <laughs> of 2024 uh, to quote star yeah, trek that's it. Yeah. <laughs> i mean probably in our lifetimes for sure i would reckon like just at the moment as it stands Sinn Féin is by far the most popular party on the island of ireland right now yeah mm. which yeah. i mean th- their political position is very clear they want a united ireland they are the most yeah. popular party across all areas of Ireland now. Mm-hmm. Um, also, isn't this str- the f- isn't this the first time they have one in Northern Ireland? Like, yes. So, like yeah. that yeah. in itself should say something because that's pretty. Exactly. Um, especially somewhere like Northern Ireland, where it is such a um, contentious issue. Like for that to happen, it is quite you know monumental. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, a lot of the polling that was go- coming out before were like, Sinn Féin will be the largest party, but they'll lose vote- first preference votes, and they'll sort of make mm. it up in the sort of transfers. They end up gaining first preference yeah. votes. So yeah, they did really well. They didn't gain, obviously, because STV, they, they use the STV vote system over in Ireland. It's really hard to win a shit ton more seats than you would proportionally anyway. Yeah. So but they did well, you know, they didn't lose any seats, the DUP did lose seats, um, and they're probably going to be throwing a lot of tantrums about that for a yeah. good long while, probably won't, unlikely to see an executive formed for a good six months, at mm. least, because there's going to be a lot of, well, the DUP are going to be bellyaching a lot about the Northern Ireland Protocol, which mm. I, they supported, <laughs> you know, they, they supported the government that implemented it, yeah. So I don't know how much they're complaining really registers with people. Like, yeah, didn't seem to based on that first preference vote. And it's made um, British journalists lose their shit as well, and obviously say things about why 
Who was that BBC presenter who um, oh, was just Lewis Goodall? Yeah, when he just it? yeah he was just like this is the very reason Northern Ireland was formed. It's like oh was it now? Can you elaborate who, who, on that? Who is this? Uh, who is Lewis, this that said this? Lewis Goodall on BBC. Lewis like, Goodall. Yeah. And <laughs> oh, um yeah. and he just came out and said you know this is why the borders of Northern Ireland are the way they are to prevent this from happening. Yeah. And like Britain oh, creating Britain creating ethno states. Isn't, <laughs> <laughs> isn't that mighty interesting? <laughs> I mean, he, that's kind of kind of saying the quiet part out loud. Yeah, cause, well, because his exact wording, well, not exact wording, but to paraphrase, he sort of said he's like, oh yeah, it was designed with um, people who were in favour of Britain in mind. So yeah, it couldn't happen. Like I think that's what he. He said something around those lines, and it's like, oh Jesus, it's all slipping out now. <laughs> yeah, as as a general rule. Designing things so that things that never happen, so that things never happen, is a really bad idea because the thing will probably happen. It always down the backfires. Road. Yeah, like, yeah. It's, <laughs> it's kind. Of, it's kind of like when Britain signed the "as good as forever" deal with uh, China about Hong Kong. They're like ninety nine years. What's ninety nine years? You know, that's as good as forever. <laughs> as good as forever. Yeah. <laughs> and then it turns yeah. out ninety nine years eventually does happen. History, history notoriously does go on for longer than ninety nine years. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> it's 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 weird that, huh? Yeah. It's, uh, it's but... unsurprising that the, I don't know what the British. Imagined would happen yeah. when that time passed. <laughs> Especially when there was a whole period um, for you know a few decades where you know not a lot of good things happened in the, the yeah. area they set up. Well, yeah, that, that's the thing. I mean, as as anyone who either knows anything about Ireland or has listened to our our excellent episode with the excellent Daniel Baker uh, on uh, the history of Ireland um, as well. Um, yeah, I mean, like the six counties were obviously set up mm. with the Protestant majority in mind, um, with the exception of Derry in the West. I'm just getting my East and West confused. Mm-hmm. Uh, but um, it is, yeah, it is definitely a, a pretty major development, obviously. And uh, yeah, just generally speaking, with the SNP still, you know, maintaining their stronghold in Scotland um, and with the Scottish Greens as well, I mean, just the independence movement in Scotland seems to definitely be a very much, um, you know, on the ascendancy still. Yeah. Uh, the SN, the SNP, this, what is this now? It's election number 11. They've won or something like that. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, like that. It's, it's like, exactly. I mean, like it's, it's like they, they have Scotland at this point. I mean, there's no, um, there's no inroads for pretty much any other party in Scotland at the, at the moment. Whenever like SNP is gaining traction, you always see like um, I mean I'm not the biggest fan of the SNP, but you see people in Scotland who are like, oh no, we can't let independence happen. They try and make a noise on Twitter, but then you just realise they're such a tiny vocal minority. Like it is just huge. It's also just an a politics that's super pessimistic and unpleasant to people. Yeah, so there's no wonder that like the union. First of all, the unionist vote is split in Scotland quite yeah. fatally. Yeah. 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 And second of all, the vision they're putting forward is really fucking bleak in f- for different reasons. I mean, the Scottish Tories, are, you know, they're the Tory party. Their job is to present bleak visions to people yeah. and somehow trick people into voting for them. But Scottish Labour are, are basically coming out with... They don't have a hope of a, re- of a Labour government in Westminster, which is like the one thing that might deflate the SNP vote is if Britain is seen to function as a state again mm, but yeah. Keir Starmer won't even make Britain function as a state again by the looks of it yeah nor would any likely successor because we're going to end up with 
fucking Wes Street and in charge. So, and I mean, Case Tamer is never going to fucking say yes to a, a, a Scottish ref- uh, an indie referendum either. Nah. That's the thing. I I, uh, I don't I don't know. I I feel like if it's a choice between becoming prime minister and saying yes to that, but then putting a massive thumb on the scale, he might he might well just give that a go. Yeah, because you got to remember the character. I'm I'm reading Oliver Eagleton's book about Keir Starmer. At the right. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So th- this is kind of looming large in my mind. Like the character of Keir Starmer that is painted in that is someone who would absolutely put his thumb on the scale in an independence referendum in a big way. So mm. he might he might just say fuck it. We'll say yes, and then not rig. You know, it's not it's not Turkey. You know, <laughs> we're not we're not, <laughs> we're not stuffing ballots or anything like that. But we might put significant thumbs on the scale with the BBC and all these other things, you know. And, you know, Scotland has its own press ecosystem as well. Once that turns on in a particular yeah. way, who's to say how that plays out? Mm. You know, there's all sorts of stuff that could go on. So Kirstama might Kirstama might say, give me to give it till the middle of the parliament, pump a bunch of cash in, yeah. switch, you know, and then thumbs are put on the scale. And then, well, what now, you know? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, I mean, it, either either way, I mean... The union seems very much to be um, on on the decline. I mean that that yeah. much there's no doubt about. But uh, but possibly heading towards dissolution. Um, mm. You know, um, and, and um, good actually. Yeah. To be honest, it's good. I mean, which which would of course be a good thing. I mean, England would be fucked, but I mean, England yeah. probably deserves that. But, yeah. Uh, anyway, <laughs> but, but in, we don't know how. We, to be fair, we don't know how England exists as its own political entity. I don't want to think about that. That's going to be so worrisome. <laughs> Not in a oh, <laughs> "woe is me" kind of way, but in a people are going to get more unhinged when it's just England. Yes. <laughs> But it's kind of the case that if you're in, if you're a socialist or a communist in the imperial core, you need to weaken and confuse the imperial core. Yeah, oh and yeah, well, no, hundred no, percent. Yeah, and no. well, you know, you want to weaken well, one, I mean, of the, one of the main satellites of the US. Well, I got some ways to do it. You know, I mean that that definitely seems to be the most um, most feasible way for Britain to. Stop being Britain. <laughs> I mean, yeah. Yeah. literally. <laughs> to abolish but, uh, Britain, as I propose. To, to abolish Britain. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, this is why I'm just happy that I have my British passport now, which, yeah, once again, Preeti Patel can still take away if she wants. But, uh, uh, but well, yeah. Well, she better not um, listen to this then. <laughs> well, this, this is what I'm saying. <laughs> She's an avid uh, listener. I, she's in my DM saying, "Oh, please pay me. Uh, I love this podcast. Here's a link." No, like I said, we'd, we'd have to. We, we'll we'll put the stuff on the Patreon, you know, so that they can at least pay us to listen yeah. to it. Yeah. Uh, you know, but uh, but uh, um, yeah, no. What I was saying is that, uh, and and obviously one of the um, you know symptoms of of an empire in decline, you know, while while Rome burns, so to say. Um, is just the general depravity of the state of affairs, and 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 there's no better example of this than the continuing cases of sexual misconduct allegations mm. against MPs, and this just keeps on fucking going on. Um, most recently, of course, and this happened a couple of weeks ago, but we haven't mentioned it on the on the podcast yet. Uh, but uh, most listeners will probably, of course, know about the case of um, MP Neil Parrish um, of Tiverton, 
who was uh, that's a fake ass watching... place uh... <laughs> yeah that's a D town surely <laughs> tiverton tiverton in medieval old england fake ass name doesn't exist exactly uh i mean like that's the thing i mean like you know other countries supposedly like uh, you know rig elections i mean the Tories make up entire fucking villages <laughs> to, to vote for them. Uh, but, um, yeah, I mean, this guy was caught watching watching porn in Parliament while sitting next to uh, colleagues. And I genuinely cannot imagine a place where you'd like to do that less than yeah, like, in I... your fucking workplace. Like, Especially just... Parliament, out all places in the country. Like, like he did it more I mean, than once, apparently, didn't and, he? He yeah. did it twice. <laughs> so he did. Yeah, I mean, um, according to his statement, I mean, he at first was looking for tractors and, and uh, stum- stum- stumbled onto uh, another website with a similar name, uh, which uh-huh. of course uh, uh, inspired Twitter to start trending with hashtag. Porn hub. Um, I did. But, I did um... try. I did look at my keyboard. <laughs> look, I'm gonna admit this to everyone here. I did ch- look at my keyboard for a good long while. <laughs> <laughs> which porn website it could possibly be there. I thought you were going to say I am going to I am going to admit to everyone here that I do have uh, a subscription to Angry Based Porn <laughs> website <laughs> which which uh, 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 Neil Parrish unfortunately did probably stumble onto but uh, no um I, I do hate yeah, I do yeah. hate to be crass but I can't think of a worse place to imagine jacking off than those green seats in parliament like those ruffled seats like that's like the worst place you know to Especially watch anything like that there. yeah exactly there, you know like yeah like, but the thing but the thing is this is you know like if it had happened once and if it was an accident and he stumbled on it and his colleague happened to see it he would have just flicked it off he would have done you know he would have just gone off the screen immediately, just lock right? the screen lock the screen yeah know? lock the screen like you'd panic right because it could, you know, it could happen. I don't think it did in this case. I don't think this is what actually happened. But even giving but, the benefit of the doubt, there is a possibility that something like that can happen. Yeah, it's like, sure. it's, it's like we've all been on Twitter and a mutual has liked something a bit not safe for work and you're somewhere and you just have yes, to lock yes, your yes. phone okay, really yeah, quickly. A mutual has liked something. It's okay, it's okay. Don't at me about <laughs> this, hey, everyone. I try, I try and keep it. as much safe for work as possible. <laughs> yeah, I, if you see me do something like that, no, you didn't. So, <laughs> just, just be clear. But yeah, like, it could happen. But he did it twice. And he's calling... And he, he, I think he called it a moment of madness. And I, you can't really call it a moment of madness if you've gone back for seconds. It was a heated MP moment. Heated MP. I mean, but we might have to start calling it that because of the scale of the shit that goes on in there, apparently. This is the thing. Currently, right at this moment, there are 56 MPs, including three cabinet ministers, who are uh, under investigation for sexual misconduct. Oh, and that's fuck. a staggering fucking number. That's nearly 10% of fucking parliament. Yeah, there are like, 656 in parliament. Like, I mean, it, it sounds bad. It, it sounds bad, but... I thought it would be higher, no, like with Parliament. I, I thought those fair, numbers would be higher. To be fair, those are only the ones who are under investigation. Yeah, under yeah, investigation. Exactly, that's yeah. the thing. Yeah, they're the like, only like you know alleged cases so far. They're not. The... Yeah, and there's even shadow cabinet people in uh, under investigation as well, if I recall correctly. There's like two shadow cabinet people under investigation. So like exactly, it's cross part. It's it's nonpartisan. Mm-hmm. It's a it's a culture that exists in this place apparently. Well, not surprisingly, 
given everything we keep hearing about it. Like, I mean, the first thing that came to mind when I heard about this Neil Parrish situation was uh, when um, Labour cabinet minister um, Jackie Smith's husband was caught um, claiming expenses on hotel pay-per-view porn. Oh my God, uh, Jesus now- Christ. <laughs> This was obviously, this was a pretty major story at the time. This was at the time of the expenses scandal. Um, and uh, yeah, yeah, I mean, like why you would, why you would put that through with the expenses, I don't really know at that point. But supposedly um, it was like the rumor, rumor goes that it was actually her son that yeah, did it. And, 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 yeah. and it was her, and it was her husband who took the fall for him. Uh, which mean, somehow like de- definitely cha- changes the whole like, the, the yeah. whole situation a little bit. As, as I understand <laughs> it, it was to protect the sun from the British press, which perhaps is yeah, something yeah. about the British press, but, <laughs> you, you know, like, he he fell on his sword. Um, yeah, 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 because yeah. he was under he yeah. was underage, obviously, so, like... Yeah, yeah so... Yeah. But, yeah, how, I mean, but it, the thing is, that doesn't explain how it gets put on expenses. Exactly! <laughs> That's the bit that, what I'm, I don't understand. I'm still, not, I'm still a bit confused by the middle part of this story, even <laughs> yeah. with that additional context. I'm still not quite sure how that goes down. Like, yeah, because imagine yeah. having to ask your mum, like, who's an MP, <laughs> <laughs> who was like home secretary or something at the time. Oh, mum, uh, I, 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 I racked up some expenses at the old hotel. Um, do you mind? <laughs> like, uh, maybe that was just the tip of the iceberg. Uh, you know, maybe there was there was there was there were a lot more expenses involved. Um, almost certainly, but, uh... given the culture around that back in the you know. In the yeah, pre-expenses yeah. scandal era. Yeah, I mean, uh, other other than these two cases, obviously, I mean, there's there's just been so many, uh, even it just in recent years. Uh, most notably, of course, at the end of last year, when uh, MP from Kent uh, Charlie Elphick was was jailed for three counts of sexual assault on two different women, and I and mean, it's it's really fucked up. Like um uh, like his his wife another. Equally horrendous person, Natalie Elphick, obviously uh, another MP. Um, obviously MP stood for by... his old seat, like yeah, you know, like... <laughs> exactly. Um, which um, yeah, I mean just just the whole just the whole culture around Westminster. Clearly, I mean, like a few years before that, Damien Green also had to resign after uh, porn was found on his work computer, and then he lied about it. Um, it seems I don't know. like the lying about it is the problem in that story. The way that was phrased, I'm like, no, just don't watch porn at work. It's really simple. I don't. I, most people manage to not watch porn at work. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's yeah, yeah, unbelievable yeah, well. that this seems to be a recurring problem. This is this is the thing. I mean, like, we are genuinely, truly ruled by a bunch of perverts. And uh, mm. as I was saying before, you know, no, 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 no offense to the, the to the good perverts out there. <laughs> you know, I'm sure there are some, but uh, but uh, yeah, I mean, this is this is some really depraved shit, honestly. Like, it's yeah. I mean, it's not just a question of watching porn, like like you know, like in this case. I mean, like just the the, the amount of sexual harassment, um, sexual misconduct, sexual assault in many cases as well. Um, and, and as we've seen, you know, with several other high profile cases of just like the extent to which sexual abusers run in, especially the upper echelons of society and in like the, the higher rings of power, you know, I mean, without getting too tinfoil hat, I mean, like, it's like, 
it's not really surprising, you know, like when you see this kind of stuff. Like when you look yeah. at the, the, the States, for example, like if you have you guys been following what's happened with Madison Cawthorn? No, what's been happening? Not closely. I've seen some of the stuff around it, but I haven't followed it closely enough to know, yeah. speak authoritatively about it. Yeah, yeah. But I mean, uh, the, the, the sort of short story is that like he uh, claimed that he had been invited to these cocaine-fueled orgies by other top Republicans uh, in D.C., and he'd refused to go there. And right afterwards, like, these, like, crazy stories started leaking. I mean, not, like, I mean, yeah, like, this picture of him in drag at some party and then another video of, like, him being intimate somewhat with uh, one of his aides, like, one of his, um, yeah, one of his assistants. And, um... Yeah, just like all sorts of other, you know, stories were being dropped about him as well, which like the only thing that really says is that like allegations of those cocaine orgies were probably fucking true. <laughs> oh, yeah. Like, that's the thing. Like, like it, it seems like <laughs> that would probably be true. I, I mean, I find it completely believable that the Republicans are doing course. that sort of thing anyway. Of course. Like. I mean, as are the Democrats. As no, are the yeah, Democrats. absolutely. I don't think it's a partisan. I think they go to the same ones. They, they, of course they like, do. <laughs> you know, I don't. I don't. I don't think they segregate by party. To be like, why? If you're getting into that kind of thing, I mean, what's the point? I mean, of yours, I mean, right? the Democrats like, right now. The Democrats right now just rushed through a bill that will give greater security to the families of 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 uh, Supreme Court judges. Who are of course trying to rush through uh, overturning Roe v. Wade and potentially some other very serious, um, you know, precedent cases, which will have like very serious implications for for um, civil rights in the U.S. Oh, uh, oh so, so the Democrats can work quick on that, but they can't work yeah, quick yeah, yeah, on exactly. codifying Roe v. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, exactly. Oh, oh, I see how it goes. All right. Yeah, okay. yeah it's it's, it's funny, right? Like yeah. what the priorities are in this case. Uh, who who was that? Um, who was that Republican who, um, last year the human trafficking thing? Who was that guy again? Matt Gates or something? Uh, yeah, yeah, oh, yeah, 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 exactly. Matt right. Gates. <laughs> yeah, yeah, like the guy who like. Basically, yeah, like did a lot of fucked up shit. But is with he, his is with he... his son, with his son Nestor. Oh, oh, oh yeah, his, his who, Cuban who son Nestor. Yeah. With his Cuban son Nestor, who came to the U.S. when he was um, like nineteen or something. I mean, just the whole situation. <laughs> it's just it's, very, <laughs> it's very bizarre. It's, it's very odd, bizarre, to say the least. And though. then, like, then of course, like he he was like he had like some sexually explicit correspondences yeah, with underage girls as, yeah, as, yeah, as that well, was, yeah. from what I remember. Because yeah. he's in America. But yeah, this is there seems to be a deep rot in, in both yeah, the US yeah. and the UK. And, <laughs> and, you know, I mean, to be fair, and, you know, across Europe as well, I would suspect. I think, I think, I think <laughs> yeah. just being across a politician, <laughs> I think it just comes with the territory of being a politician. Like, exactly. You know, if, if you're going to be that seedy a person, like, even, like, as a politician, you're going to have a seedy backdoor life, you know, like, behind yeah. closed doors, you know. I mean, I mean yeah, every, the very, everyone, the very walls of power themselves are... Yeah corrupt that's the thing yeah. everyone yeah. is trying to be Berlusconi, but they're not going about it properly it's what <laughs> they can't pull it off and they're also mm. weirdly into underage people for christ's sake like yeah like i don't know how weird that is though in the given the context that's the thing you know like I, because the way i see it like 
and this goes back to even like watching porn in in parliament as well you know it's not it's not sexual so much as it is like an exertion of power over someone vulnerable uh or who some or, or someone who doesn't have a choice in the matter you know like the culture of politics sort of cultivates that a lot as well like especially well no this yeah. this, this well this this is the well, thing i mean like given given that like the the entire life's work of these people is to enact policies which will have ramifications on the most vulnerable people which will have you know ramifications on people who don't have any fucking choice in the mm. matter you know like at some like psychological level like the same process is going on i think you know yeah and 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 that sort of manifests itself in these like fucked up sexual acts mm. um and I, I don't know like that that at least that gives me like some rationalization behind why it's such a, a sort of endemic thing i, I was in gonna say places. in the uk i mean given the background of most mps in the among the British upper class and going to eat and yeah. stuff like that. Yeah, it's yeah. no wonder some of them come out properly. Yeah, I, I was going to say yeah, that. Yeah. Like the amount of shit they're put through at those schools by older students, you know that sort of culture. You know, no, like because even even if you didn't know anything about what these MPs do behind closed doors, like the wa- the way they enact policies that kill millions without them even blinking or thinking about it. They have no empathy. They have no, you know, they are basically sociopaths, you know, <laughs> like, <laughs> like they, they, they don't give a shit. So of course, you know, they do scummy, you know, sexualized things. And the only reason they keep it behind closed doors isn't because of a guilt complex, but they don't want the press to get their hands on it. Like that. That's well. Yeah. The thing is, I I feel like this stuff only ever comes to light when the press feels the need to publish. Oh yeah, stuff. the press knows so much you fucking I mean? shit. You no, know, like yeah, of course. Well, of yeah, course. because they're, I mean, like, they're you know I, again I'm doing the client journalism video. They're in the same social circle. Of course, you know, of yeah, course they're, they are. They're they're, all in their the vested interests are the same. Yeah, it, their vested it, interests are the same. It, it, and, it's like when the Matt Hancock sex video was leaked. You know, it's of like pe- people had that the ready for probably fucking months. They were I like, mean, oh, he's annoying mm-hmm. us. We'll just release it. You I mean, know. Partygate was the same. Yeah. It was exactly the same. And, and you know, these all of these scandals, especially with Tory MPs, is des- are designed to specifically target these particular MPs while leaving the party intact, which... Yeah. Which is which is why Boris Johnson can just say no. Yeah. When, you know, <laughs> because what you've what you've done is not fundamentally threatened the foundation on which he's built his political career. Yeah. yeah. And it yeah, also yeah, probably yeah. makes you think how much you know most of the Tory MPs like you know rat out other Tory MPs when they just want a power grab. You know when they get a bit. Well, they do yeah. that all the time. Yeah, exactly. It's like because when when it's a party of snakes, you're gonna get eaten. Like it's. Yeah, like, um, different bits of the Tory press, you know, they have different favourites, basically. Yeah. And yeah. They, they completely play into that, and you can sort of, if you bother to read the Tory press, I don't. Uh, unfortunately, a friend of mine, Mick Wright, decides to do that every day, uh, live <laughs> on stream. But you can you can see the he's sort of he's co- doing the, he's doing the real like the the hardcore scribes work. Yeah, but like you can, you can see the contours in it much better if you actually read their press and it is almost entirely based on who is the brother-in-law of who 
Yeah, I'm yeah. thinking of a specific example in that case. But, <laughs> and who has dinner parties with who? You know, like I mean, yeah. it's just all about these, yeah, like conversations that happen. Yeah. you know, it's, in well, it's, it's because the journalists I, and the MPs went to the same schools and the same colleges and the same universities. Like they've yeah. known each other since childhood, or it's, they are related. Yeah. It's super edifying to basically live in Harry Potter, but with more dynastic politics involved. <laughs> it's very edifying and healthy for a society that claims to be a liberal democracy for that to be the case. Yeah. Yeah. Of course, I mean, the, the, the best example of the uh, press and, the, and, 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 and politicians being literal family is, of course, Amelia Gentleman, the flagship reporter of The Guardian for the Windrush scandal and, like, the entire, um, you know, deportation complex and and, uh, and all of that, uh, being the sister-in-law of Boris Johnson. <laughs> I fucking love that. I actually fucking love that, honestly. Mm. Um, yeah. yeah. And, the thing, and the thing about that is they'll use that relation and the fact that she broke the Windrush story to sort of be like, you yeah. see, it's not, no, there's no, you know, there's no big conspiracy. There's no conflict. There's no conflict, yeah, there's no conflict of, interest. of interest. But plainly there is if you're breaking bread of with course. someone. Like, of course there is. It's sort of <laughs> like they're, they're treating people like they're stupid. Like we can't put two and two together. It's kind of like, there's there's a general thing, you know, among people that I know and that you probably know where we don't rat each other out basically yeah. to the cops or whoever, right? Like that surely has to exist I mean, it's, at it's, that level it's, as well. And it's it's class solidarity. That's that's all yeah. it is. And I mean I mean for for the political and media class, I mean they will always show solidarity to one another because they have the same interests. Uh, so. It's, it's especially on steroids. But also then, even with the people they do align with, they're not afraid of ratting them out because the only thing people from rich backgrounds know is to succeed. And if that means squashing your friends as well as your enemies, they'll do that. You know, it's... Well... It, it, it must be uh, such a hollow way to exist. Like, when you when you look at it and think about it. It must be such a hollow way to exist. Mm. It must all... And you know, you know it can turn to ash at any moment. Yeah. Because yeah. someone else will rat you out. Yeah. 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 It's it's like I hate to always bring it back to movies, just like you know, it's like the end of Goodfellas every time. Like this happens to like an MP. <laughs> you always get the Henry Hill guy, the guy who's just like, yeah. well, I want a better life for myself, so I'm just gonna write everyone out <laughs> else out, so yeah. I succeed. You know, <laughs> they are like mobsters. They are like uh, there's like maybe it's a cheesy comparison, but they are in a way. But yeah, I mean. That's the thing. I mean, when you sort of see just how fucked, like, the entire institution is, and like how how futile it even seems to like try to engage with it or reform mm. it from from inside, because even the people that that do seem to try in like good faith, like either are shut down in some cases permanently, or in other cases yeah. they're just co opted. Um and at that point you're just like, fuck it. Can I even be asked to like bring myself to the fucking polling station, which is like the thing that these libs keep on telling you to do and <laughs> saying that like that's 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 the one thing that you actually have to do. And um, if you don't, then you're forfeiting your duty and you know the the rights that the the that you have a privilege to. It's like, but but why? I mean, who's offering me anything? You know why should yeah. I why why should I fucking do this? I mean, like, surely someone has to actually 
gain my support right mm. you know you can't just you can't just rely on someone's support by default by guilting them into yeah there's going, there's going this whole vote. thing yeah there, there is this whole thing where it's like if you don't vote you don't get to complain it's like actually i get to complain more because i didn't elect the shit show that then <laughs> yeah i actually get to complain more there's also this thing of like well if you don't vote or you vote for the greek or whoever who or whoever you're letting the tories in and like yes this is an argument a lot of people made in 2019 the thing about that is that in 2019 you can say a lot of things about the tory and labor party in 2019 they were different parties yeah they were fundamentally different parties representing different interests or at least trying to in both cases mm. now what the, fuck am, I, what the <laughs> yeah. fuck am i picking between like i did this whole video on the lesser evil trap basically and because i was frustrated with this line of argument and it's like just it's really simple earn the vote go out and earn the vote and people go oh but corbyn supporters were really mean to us on twitter.com and you didn't try and earn our vote and it's like motherfucker we did a whole second referendum policy against the best judgment of almost (laughs) everyone who was a serious thinker in the leader's office on the left you know because anyone who didn't live in london was basically like i'm not sure about this second referendum policy because yeah i have to take this on the doorstep in a leave constituency and let me tell you people really really want to fucking leave around there Mm. you know so yeah i you know i it's like yes people did they did try flawed though it may have been they did try and earn your vote they gave you the one thing you were shrieking about non-stop for two years and it wasn't enough so you know, even if Keir Starmer came to me and said, oh, I'm going to do communism, I'd be like, it's not good enough. I'm not voting for you. Fuck off. Like, yeah, it's just like, you know, and people might say it's not two wrongs that make a right. Well, you know, here we are. I'm afraid. <laughs> <laughs> I think I think wanting revenge is a perfectly legitimate, you know, driver. It's- it's actually a politics. very powerful political motivator. <laughs> like this is one thing I kind of criticised the Corbyn project for. There wasn't enough pointing at the people who were making the people who were actually making yeah. people's lives miserable and saying, mm. "Hey, you know those bankers? We're going to go punish them instead of punishing yeah. you." That's actually a powerful political message. Well, it wasn't in the character of Jeremy Corbyn to sort of say that. To be fair, that's something that Bernie Sanders is better at, definitely. Yeah, well, Bernie Sanders was better at just sort of treating the media like the children they are. Yeah, and I, and I think yeah. also like <laughs> but, but Bernie Sanders, Bernie Sanders is much more curmudgeonly than Jeremy Corbyn. Like, like they're both nice, yeah. but one is like a grumpier grandpa, and one is a slightly nicer grandpa. Like they're both nice, but one's a bit <laughs> grumpier. Like, like that's kind of he's just. Like, but that's his appeal, you know, he's angry and also I think, you know, in America you had the whole financial crash and the healthcare I, crisis, so it's kind of like, a I, lot I of people are angry I, there. You, you, you got guns both, out there. <laughs> yeah, I think, I think they both capture the mode of anger in both countries quite well, because in Britain yeah. there is this kind of like, you have to grit your teeth a little bit. Yeah. I don't yeah. know why. I genuinely do not understand why British people are like, but it's, it's, having, it's very, trying it's, it's, to, yeah, trying it's, it's to it's do stoicism. Just get mad yeah, at stuff. Yeah. Like, yeah. And also, yeah, British yeah. people are getting mad at stuff. I go on Facebook sometimes, God help me, and people yeah. are fucking insane on there, so... Well, it's, it's like you get, like, this liberal consensus, like, you know, the very British problems mentality, where it's like, everyone is passive-aggressive in Britain. I'm like, no, they're not. I work in a pub. Nope. No, no, no. If 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 a Barry is angry at me, he is angry at me. Like, he, yeah. he, he will like, want to glass me. Like, there's nothing passive-aggressive about that. Oh. 
I was I was reading today actually about uh people's experience because there was London discourse today because of course there was. There's always and London discourse. Yeah, uh, London's fine. I actually I like visiting it whenever I whenever I visit it I like it. Yeah, basically. I like it. I like <laughs> so London. It's fine. And I'm but, not from but, it, so. <laughs> yeah, and the and the thing people were sort of pointing out was that <laughs> so I just read an anecdote from someone. They were like, "Oh yeah, so what had happened in I forget the city, but like it's a smaller city than London, obviously." Uh, is that you would go at the pub, have a few pints, see some cunt from a department that you don't like, and then you'd get in a fist fight with them. Yeah. So <laughs> British people are really not passive aggressive. They are aggressive aggressive. No, it's just yeah. that there's a just 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 perception. just after a few pints. That's yeah. yeah. I I think it's like a metropolitan view on like because you do get a lot of people who are passive in like Britain, but that's usually people who are working behind the bar or behind the counter. <laughs> who are having yeah. to grit their teeth and like you know like yeah but i don't get where this whole we're just a passive aggressive nation it's like no we're not we're unhinged no. we're fully unhinged I, yeah look i, I mean cry love cry love emoji twitter is probably testament enough to that i would say oh um, yeah it's it's the guys in my YouTube replies who get caught by the YouTube filters who just <laughs> scream at me to get a job without realizing nice. that i have like I think because of the way I look, people assume I'm unemployed. It's like I have a, <laughs> I have like what we would describe as a good office job when I'm not doing streaming or YouTube or yeah. podcast. Like I have, I have like by every metric of how British people imagine a person my age succeeds, succeeded. So yeah, mm. and yet the country is still shit. Yeah. And you know, and my bills are still going up. Well, not my energy bill. Weirdly, my energy bill's going down. I'm the one person in the country who's pulled that stunt off. What but, the fuck? <laughs> yeah, like <laughs> I, I, I keep having to explain this every time. It's it's so weird because I don't know what the people who lived here before were doing, but they must have been heating this unbearably hot flat twenty four seven to possibly get that. Uh, they, 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 they were probably being comrades and growing weed, to be honest. Like, you know. Uh, yeah, fair play. <laughs> that was what they were up to, fair play. Like, I had to pay extra for the you know, past year. That, that, that might have been why. <laughs> yeah, but, if if there was an energy spikeage. <laughs> yeah, but in any case, it doesn't really matter. Or they were minting NFTs, one of the two. Well, let's hope it was the weed then, because <laughs> at least like at least that's productive. Yeah, you know. Um, but yeah, it's but like the price of everything's still going up. My, you know, I still have to pay rent. I still have to, you know, I don't, I don't understand what I have to do to persuade people that this country is fundamentally a terrible place to live in because it's yeah. like the late Ottoman Empire. It is disintegrating before our eyes. Exactly. It is. It is. While we're being ruled over by a bunch of perverts. And um, yeah, I mean, it's uh, fun times ahead all round. Yeah, I'm looking forward to the Labour leadership election that's coming this year, apparently. Oh, God. I'm really not. Wait, like, I mean, on the one hand, I am. But on the other hand, I'm really not. Because, I mean, it's not like there's going to be a left candidate on the ticket I mean, anyway, I, mean, I don't think. In fairness, I don't think it's going to happen. I don't think he's going to be. Like, he's, you know. And, I, and, and yeah, like, and I, and I don't think that. Starmer is actually going to step down. He's just going to continue being shit, like and being him, like. And, and you know, and the, and the thing he should have done is just brazened it out, to be honest. But obviously, yeah. he's not. He's not equipped as a politician to do that. So yeah, he had to come out and be like, "I'm going to do the honourable thing if I'm if I'm found <laughs> to have, if I'm fined." It's like, mm, all right, we'll see how that plays no, he, out. He should he should have just come out and said, "No, if Boris Johnson didn't do it. I'm not going to yeah. do it either." He, he, <laughs> he should have said, "You first genuinely and, exactly and he, that would have been the actual big balls thing to do yeah and 
the th- the thing is, like, it's really interesting to see his own allies talk to the press about it and be yeah. like, "Oh, we're trying to put pressure on the police." And I'm like, "You've dared the police to find you, then, haven't you?" Yeah. Because <laughs> what what you've then done is you've forced the police to look like they're not being pressured by you. So good job. You're probably even though they say they don't do retroact- retroactive fines, you're probably going to get one now. So. Yeah. There I mean, that's the thing. If the fine does actually come through now, it will genuinely be so. Yeah, there is a very high chance, by the way, that like by the time you are listening to this episode, which <laughs> which comes out on on, on Friday, uh, so in the next three days, many things could have happened, and all of this could uh, well, I... a lot of this episode could be could be. Fairly out of date. If anything um, happens, I'll put a retroactive voiceover in it, acknowledging <laughs> it. I'm like, oh, this happens. Oh, fuck. The new uh, Labour no. leader is this guy. I don't know. The new, somehow the new Labour leader is me, and we're all very confused <laughs> as to how that happened. I just got a letter through the post. I just got a knock on the door. <laughs> yeah, that's. it's like jury duty now. They're just exactly. randomly assigning people to be Crowd, the Labour leader. Crowdsourcing, crowdsourcing Labour. Like looking for talent, you know, like scouting, bringing in uh, Arsenal scouting. Oh no, people. they're gonna do like uh, a Britain's Britain's Got Talent type show about exactly. getting the new <laughs> Labour leader. Ant and Decker, exactly. the presenters. Brit- Britons, yeah, but you have to recognise who Ant and Decker, otherwise you're not. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. That was exactly. that was so bizarre. Having to see oh. like a journalist explain how it's not oh. trivial to ask a politician whether they know who Ant and Decker. It's like. That's the definition of trivial. What are you on about? That it's actually policy. trivia. Yeah, hey, it's look, trivia. That affects policy because, you know, I don't know, for some reason. What if, what if you want to nationalise Ant and Deck, but you don't know what their names are? What then? I mean, that's actually why Labour lost its uh, heartland seats in the North East is because if Jeremy Corbyn didn't know who Ant and Deck was. That's it. Yeah, we've exactly. discovered the problem, everyone. Exactly. Jer- Jeremy no, Corbyn... No, Jer- no respect, no respect to the Northeast, you know. Jer- Jeremy uh, Corbyn hadn't seen the 2005 hit Alien Autopsy with Ant and Deck. Oh, exactly. <laughs> <God>. <laughs> he, also yeah. didn't, he also didn't salute the Binmen, so <laughs> what can you do? When they, when, when they were hard. Yeah, uh, classic but, mistakes. Um, but yeah, I think we can probably, we can probably wrap things up as well. Uh, I think we've probably covered most of the stuff that we wanted to unless you guys had anything else to add um not the top of my head no uh, mostly to note that this the takeaway bill was 200 quid which oh yeah 200 like... pounds of curry like that's the thing there's just the pettiness of the reporting around it has just been hilarious it's 200 so pounds. funny to me but weren't there like weren't there like fifteen people there? That's not actually that horrible a purpose. Yeah. Like, depending on yeah, where you're exactly. going. You yeah, exactly. Like, yeah, not, just, not... just the fact that this kept on. Like, have you guys ever ordered from Deliveroo? Like, yeah, it's, it's, yeah. it's, it's, it's like, like it's like even when it's like three or four people ordering, you're almost spending forty quid. Like, you know, it's it's like people, you know, deli- yeah. And as you say, delivery fees on top of that. This isn't us defending yeah. them. It's just when you got a group of fifteen. You know, and you're ordering a no, but that's why expensive. that's why the whole that's why yeah. the whole thing is funny is because yeah. like because of how ridiculous the whole and how trumped up the whole story is. Yeah, and um, and, and, and also Angela Rayner getting thrown under the bus. Basically, exactly. <laughs> she must be so mad because they basically screwed up coming and going with this story. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. So it's going to be incredible when the only people to resign because of Partygate are the Labour leader and deputy leader. 
<laughs> you couldn't have I mean, written yeah, it. Yeah, it would. You know? it, it would be. It would be by far the funniest outcome of any of this. Like regarding, regardless of the. Um, yeah, of the general sort of benefit to, to the country or to anyone else, it would be incredibly funny. And then for Angela Rayner to run as late run for Labour leader, having resigned as <laughs> deputy leader because of the COVID, I think I think that sequence of events is not impossible, which perhaps says something about this country. I don't know. Yeah. 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 But yeah. Uh, did you have any plugs before we go, Sinan? You've got a new uh, podcast. Do you want to tell our listeners about? Yes. So Bad. I've got a new podcast. It is the Peace at Home podcast. I do it with um, End Participation and Jamie from Praxis Cast, where I basically am walking them sort of chronologically through the history of Turkey and driving them slowly insane. By the time this is out, our bonus episode on what is basically a shitpost party from the 80s will be out, and the next episode will be on the very long and weirdly complicated history of the original Turkish Communist Party. So look forward to that. Also, I do a YouTube channel. It's youtube.com slash C slash SK the Crusader. I hate that they make the URL like that. It seems like <laughs> you, just, you could just not have that, but okay, YouTube, you know, whatever you want. Also, I'm at twitch.tv slash SK the Crusader, where I stream Thursdays to Sundays, 6 p.m. to 9 p.m. Sometimes it's a bit later. Sometimes it's a bit earlier. It depends who we're having on as a guest. And that is about it. I guess look out for my next video, which will be coming out in the next few weeks, which is about client journalism, which I've mentioned a couple of times. I've got to go write the script, actually, still. So, Absolutely. No, but uh, yeah, massive support, as always. Uh, do definitely check out all of that stuff in case anyone here uh, in the small likelihood doesn't know about it all already. Um, and uh, yeah, just a huge thanks for today as well. Obviously, it's been a, it's been a lot of fun. Uh, just um, as we continue to chronicle the 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 downward descent into some sort of eldritch madness that um, <laughs> that you know living in in the UK in 2022 actually entails. Um, but uh, yeah, uh, as as always, I'm Arjan at Arjanistan on Twitter, and I'm um, Connor at Oh My Pee Pee Hurt on Twitter. <laughs> I don't talk about this stuff on Twitter anymore. <laughs> So I'm a safe haven if you don't want to see my takes. Film takes only. Film, Film takes, takes only. and just unhinged, exactly. allegedly on drug um, takes. <laughs> that's, that's all you get from me now. I, I, it's great. I stopped, it's I, I stopped politics posting a long time ago because it drove yes, me too insane. Exactly. <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, probably, probably for the best. Uh, and uh, yeah, we are at Leftover Pod on Twitter patreon.com forward slash left of a pod uh if you are able to help obviously and, and have thought about it please do it it helps us a lot and obviously a massive thanks to all of our supporters as always and uh huge thanks to Connor for production and to cardio for the music to all of you for listening and we'll catch you all next time cheers <laughs>